Words, words, I play with words, hoping that some combination, even a chance combination, will say what I want. Doris Lessing. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And today we are getting into my personal favorite in the editing world, and this is line editing. If I'm paid to edit something, more often than not, it's going to be that line edit. So last episode, we talked about developmental editing. That is the broad strokes, the sweeping changes, character development, plot development. Line editing takes one step closer. We're looking at it on a sentence level rather than the structure level. We are also going to include some copy editing in this episode. So line editing tends to be more for fiction and copy editing tends to be more for nonfiction, but both are heavily present in both and they happen at the same time. Line editing is the word choice, the clarifying confusions, cleaning up sentences, sentence structure, that sort of work. Copy editing is applying style choices, industry style guide, So it's a little bit more than proofreading, which is catching mistakes, but not quite as much as line editing. How do you know that the manuscript is ready for you, the line editor, to pick it up? The first thing is the author should know that the structure and the theme and the idea of the novel works. This means that the entire first draft is completed, at least. You should have more or less every chapter break in its right spot. That's a lot of the developmental editor, what we talked about last episode. The manuscript should be past all of those hurdles. So you, as the line editor, aren't going, why is this chapter here? Because that's not your job as a line editor. In all honesty, you probably shouldn't be getting this manuscript until it's past its second or third drafts. Because earlier than that, a lot of the story is still developing. A lot of the characters are still developing. You are there to look at sentences, not ideas, not themes. Also, by this point, hopefully the author has some kind of style guide written out of this is how the world works. This is a basic description of my characters, these kind of things. We will talk more about that style guide in about a week, but we want to get through these different tiers of editing first. If you are a line editor, your job has to do mostly with understanding how something is communicated, even accidentally, to the reader. You need to have the understanding of the first five rule of the ideas of potential Chekhov's guns or other tropes and ideas. You need to be on the lookout for characters, for objects, for places that if they are not coming up in a story, maybe they need to be removed. As the line editor, you can say, hey, if you're going to have this trunk do this thing here in a chapter, you probably need to mention now that it's a waterproof trunk. Those are the kind of detail line edits that you're looking at. Another job of the line editor is to understand the style and voice of your target audience and what they're expecting from your story. If you're writing a historical fiction and you're using words that are very modern day, it can easily take them out of the story. Whereas if the story were completely different genre, it would be more than acceptable. 
So understanding the genre is just as important here as it is everywhere else. That writing style, that voice, it's important for the line editor to keep these things consistent in the novel. With that, it's important to remember you're not rewriting sentences for the author. You need to keep the author's voice. You need to keep the style consistent to what they're looking for. And that also gives you an opportunity to find places where the author suddenly didn't sound like themselves, which happens. That's not something like they went to someone else to write this particular sentence. Just occasionally the author writes something that isn't in line with the rest of the story. And you can help with that. Also, as a line editor, please know the difference between telling and showing and be able to identify passive voice. We're not saying these need to be wholesale eliminated, but these are things for you as an editor to be able to identify so you can take a closer look at and make sure that this is the best way to communicate the information. That those places are times where those things are used intentionally. You will provide some feedback on content, but really only in an understandability sort of context. You will sometimes look at the grammar, depending on what they're saying, whether or not like it actually makes sense, like don't need no education. So you you do need education. Pointing out inconsistencies like that, you are there to mostly look at the sentence structure, make sure those structures are correct. Not necessarily that the story is making sense. If they're looking for that kind of feedback, they need to take a step backwards to the developmental editor. As a line editor, you are the editor that gets to break rules the most often, I think. As a proofreader, we really don't appreciate you breaking many rules. Maybe the ending a sentence in a preposition because that's antiquated anyway. But you, as the line editor, should understand, yes, this is passive voice, but it's better this way because it communicates the subjects of the adjoining sentences a little easier or whatever. Understanding not only what the rules are, but the best ways to break them. That's a lot of what makes you a good line editor. If you're looking into becoming a line editor, there are a few characteristics that will help you in that process. If this is you, you may want to be a line editor. That first characteristic is you're absolutely in love with words. This is why we chose the quote we did at the beginning of this episode, because you love words. You love being able to use the difference between a house and a home in order to tell your story and help authors tell their stories. You need to have that understanding that the meaning of words matters. Sad versus sorrowful are two very different things, even though they convey the same kind of emotion. Also understanding how this particular author in this particular story is redefining words in order to tell their story. Being able to keep that in this bubble and help the author communicate that this word means something tragic versus something comforting is a large part of the line editor's job. If you like to watch for continuity, you might be a line editor. This is a good place for people who like world building and like to watch and track the consistency there. This is a good place for people who notice character descriptions and how those develop and are consistent throughout a story. Also, metaphor consistency. 
If you are looking for those continuity aspects when you're reading, you may be a very good fit for line editing. I recently started watching season three of The Witcher, and he's obviously got a lot of wolf-based connotations and metaphors going on with him. So if an author said that the comment rolled off of him like water off of a duck's back, it makes perfect sense in and of itself, but it's not consistent with the metaphor that we have come to assign a wolf to this particular character. So changing that metaphor would be up to the line editor to just catch. And finally, your line editors are going to be fact-checking occasionally. This isn't really their job, but in the fiction realm, you can be on the lookout for things like very specific motorsports in Australia. In my Modaku anthologies, I was very intentional in which phase the moon was in because it ended up acting as a physical ticking clock. So it's really helpful if your line editor knows this so that they can not just go, well, the moon should be up right now because it's nighttime. Understanding how the moon works, it's not going to be up yet, (laughs) depending on its phase. These kinds of understandings in just the fact-checking aspect can be super helpful in making sure that your author is telling their story in a really great and enjoyable way. And really, you don't need to fact check everything, but if something seems off, if something seems like it doesn't quite line up, that's when you can step in and check it. But if it's not setting off your internal radar of something being wrong, then it's not bothering the suspension of disbelief enough to bother the readers. And I'm going to say the fact checking does qualify more for the fiction authors. To ask an editor to fact check everything that you've written in a nonfiction book, it's really up to the author who is putting this book together about biology to fact check all of that information. Yeah, I feel like your fact checking in a nonfiction realm would be closer to developmental editing because that's part of the process of developing the story if you're writing a factual based book. Yeah, and if you're writing something like Encounters with the Supernatural, it can get very difficult as far as where that fact-checking line lies because, well, this doesn't seem plausible to me. Well, yes, that's the whole purpose of the book. So leaving that up to people who came before you, especially if it's nonfiction, but as a line editor, fact-checking for fiction primarily just to make sure that whatever the facts that you're reading don't seem suspicious, don't interrupt the consumption of the story. Line editing overall is one of the most important steps of storytelling. You don't always need a developmental editor if you are familiar enough with the storytelling process, but you should always have a line editor, somebody that can look at the sentence, the structures, kind of get that medium view of your story as a whole and let you know how your writing is working. This, I think more than anything, is that stand-in for the readers. You are there to speak up for them, to feel the story as the reader would feel it, so that you can help the author bridge that gap and write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 